Well, it is so good. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so um, happy and appreciative that you're willing to take the time to take part in our um, our new Voices of the Brotherhood podcast. This is my my second go around, my second posting with that. I figured I could do a self-care series in which I would research information and share it with through social media primarily, but we also have a newsletter. And um, that led to the creation of this thing called a wellness wheel. Yeah. The idea is that there's several components to self-care. It's not all just emotional self-care um, or intellectual self-care or physical self-care. There's other things like social care, um, environmental care, financial, spiritual. Sure. In that, we've all decided to kind of travel around this, this wheel together, and <laughs> it's evolved into the beginning of the month. We post a resource for our brothers. And um, that's great. Read it, you know, get some get some information going, but then follow up with a podcast of, you know, a, a person in the field, someone that we value within the fraternity, um, anything like that. And so you right. can find when I was preparing for this this podcast, as you have such yeah. a large role in the fraternity and sorority <laughs> and over at national headquarters. Sure. And, um, since this topic is financial health, I was wondering if maybe you could start with some introductions, um, share. Um, you know, how you got to be where you are, um, <laughs> role, your role at National Headquarters, and um, anything along the lines of that. Okay, well, you'll, you'll be surprised about my history. I've been here um, last May, that uh, was 18 years. Wow, oh my gosh. I started here in May of, of 2000. Okay. Uh, Dr. Galimo was the national president for Kappa Kappa Psi, sure. and Karen Miller Hammond was yeah. the pres national president for Tau Beta Sigma. Uh -huh. So they are, they're my first, and they're very special to me. <laughs> Both of them, they're, they were awesome. And uh, of course, Kirk, Kirk and um, Sylvia were the VPCM. So. Okay. You got <laughs> the, quite the welcoming committee. I did. I did. You know, they came came whipping in here for summer council. Summer council was here that summer, and uh, that was very exciting. But yeah. I had worked as a business manager uh, for in the medical field for. Uh, Gosh, about 25 years. Oh. So, uh, long story short, we, I left the medical field and went to the county treasurer's office. So oh. I was just going to be, you know, laid back job, be really simple, you know. Sure. And, well, I'd worked in medicine for so long and so accustomed to when you, in a medical office, when you enter the building, the phones are ringing and somebody wants something and you're going at such a rapid pace right. the entire day, yeah. you know, whether it's eight hours or 10 hours, sure. you don't slow down. There's something that has to be done. We go to the treasurer's office I'm completely finished with everything I need to do by 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, you know, honey, I can't play solitaire for six hours a day. You've got too much ambition for right. that. <laughs> so I happened to notice an ad in the paper for Kappa Kappa Psi Tau Beta Sigma. They were looking for an accountant. Uh -huh. So I faxed my resume over within 
probably 45 minutes of faxing it, I had a phone call to set up an interview. Wow, that's incredible. I came in and interviewed and they pretty much offered me the job on the spot. It was meant to be. Yes, it was meant to be. So I have been here ever since and uh, it's been fun. Talking about this being healthy, it's very important no matter what you're doing, no matter what your education, no matter, you have to be happy in your position. Sure. If it's mopping the floors, if it's cleaning the toilet, no matter what, you have to find something that you are pleased about doing. If not, you're going to be sick, you'll have your blood pressure will be crazy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something. Your, your physical health will deteriorate right. if you are not emotionally happy and satisfied with your position. Sure. I don't care if it's, it doesn't matter what your degree's in, it, do, it just doesn't. Right. You know. That's, that's, I, couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's wonderful. I mean, <laughs> um, some, some of the notes that I, I marked from the article that I shared, um, we had shared it earlier in the month for, through social media platforms and whatnot. Right. Um, but then also to speak about today is just the, the implication that stress has on Oh, people. it's be awful. It, be it from your profession, um, mm -hmm. be it any type of those wellness, you know, the sectors of that wheel that I talked about. Right. I mean, before well, and that was the, things like, you know, uh, stress-related illness, decreased work productivity, absenteeism, right. um, relationship discord, depression, anxiety. It's all just, exactly. all of that is factored into your self-care and well-being. Absolutely. Incredibly important. And you don't think so. Right. You, you know, it's like, ah, I can do this. No. <laughs> you got to take oh. care of you Bottom, at the end of the day. Absolutely. Know, yeah. It's not just a, a self-awareness thing. It, it really, right. who you take it out on, who you're close with. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, moving into the article a little bit more, I had okay. a few questions to pull um, that I figured might be nice for our listeners to, to get your perspective on. You could pull from your financial background, being an accountant now, um, anything like that. Um, but okay. there's a few common mis mis um, I cannot speak misconceptions about um, becoming fa financially healthy and what that means. So the first one that this article talks about is financial wellness is just a feel good buzzword. Um, meaning that, you know, it, it's not always what it sounds like. It's more of like a, a, te a te contemporary type word. People are just jumping on and saying that, you know, what does it truly mean? Right, it's a buzzword. <laughs> yeah, right, a buzzword. So how do you define financial wellness? And that kind of fits with what you were just talking about, about how it affects everybody. But are there um, cer certain aspects to that? Is it multifaceted? Is it? Oh, I think it's multifaceted. You have to sit down and, and set your priorities. What are your goals? Sure, your foundation, yeah. Your, you know, uh, whether it's financial or, or physical or emotional or, uh, you know, your marital state or, you know, single, whatever, you have to set your goals, what, what you want. Uh, financially, uh, you know what your income is. Mm -hmm. What do you see for yourself 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road? If you've got student loans, and heaven help you students, 
try your best. I have seen so many kids take out the max level on their student loans and go buy a new car or go do something that they didn't have to do. Sure. And then you graduate and you have this humongous debt and you have to pay that back. Right. And it's going to be a short time. Uh, when you start your new job, they're going to be Johnny on the doorstep wanting their payments to start. Mm -hmm. So think about it before you take the loan. Right. I, I tell my uh, Sunday school students, you know, we make choices in our lives and every choice that you make, whether it's eating a chocolate candy bar or uh, going to a party or uh, studying for the test and not going to the party, every choice that we make has a consequence. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about making a choice, you need to factor in the consequence. And are you willing to pay that price? Sure. That so, translates perfectly to, to that. Subject. So are you going to take out credit cards and have credit card debt? Are you willing to pay that consequence because you will pay? Right. So all of those I, things you have to think about. Right. And in that, I take that as, you know, have a plan, something that's have a plan. Start with the foundation of, you know, knowledge, whether that be just be financial terms, what the what the agreements to are for your loans, for, you know, any type of large purchase, things like that. Right. And then create a plan from there that, I don't know, I feel like flexibility in that plan allow for some of that right. if possible. You know, life happens and things pop you up. Know. You same. have to set a budget. You have yeah. to create a budget for yourself. And a budget is is a guess a best best laid plan mm -hmm. and decide okay in 20 years i want to have a hundred thousand dollars or x dollars in a, a an account sure. well, financial managers are out there and are more than willing to help you get started you don't have to have money right now to get started but they want you want to help you start is it $25? Is it $25 a paycheck? Is it $10 a paycheck? What, but you've got to pay yourself. You pay a 5% a into, if it's nothing but a savings account at the bank until you've got a, a nice chunk that you want to take to an Edward Jones or, a, or one of those financial people, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to invest. So create a plan. Now, on that note, that actually kind of leads into the next myth of, you know, a financial misconception that financial knowledge is enough. So we really need an action plan. Absolutely. Um, do you have any advice for our students to, or, you know, students, I say them like they're, they're current. <laughs> I work in higher education. Can you tell? Um, <laughs> so do you have any advice for our listeners um, as to how we can create an action plan and a budget? Um, anything beyond just having a, a foundation of those knowledgeable terms, consequences, agreements? Well, you're, uh, to create a budget, you have to, you know what your income is. Your income is X dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, 
every say say you're getting twenty five hundred dollars every two weeks or you're getting you know uh off the top you're paying uncle sam he gets his first he gets his bite first and then again you know to me so you sit sit down with a piece of paper and this is my income well i have to pay x dollars for rent i have to pay x dollars for cable i have to pay x dollars on my car payment i have to pay my insurance i have to pay so and then you list all those things that you have to pay and you figure out then what's left over after you do all of that programs out there you know pick your priorities what what are your goals you have to have personal goals mm -hmm. i want to have uh, by the time I'm 35 years old, I want to be, uh, I want to have a good found savings. Yeah, and everybody should have a goal. You need to, and, and back to that paying yourself, you should always have enough in savings that you can, you could survive if all of a sudden you lost your job. Sure or you know and be able to survive for you know some say three months some say six months but that list of, of savings or that list of expenses you know what that total is per month mm -hmm. so that should be your very first goal mm -hmm. is to have that have some savings have some savings that you could fall back on if you know, there was a shutdown at your office or right, there was right. something happened. And uh, so you should have a cushion set yeah. aside. And then once you have that, then you begin to build that the savings uh, to grow your retirement or your future or just the ability to, to travel or, you know, some of those things. So I want $100,000 in the bank or in uh, investment uh, when I'm 35. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's your goal. We'll figure out how you're going to meet that goal. Mm -hmm. uh, go talk to a financial planner and, you know, once you've got a thousand dollars, then go invest it, go buy stocks, go buy, you know, do something with it. Don't just let it sit there. Sure. So, and there's lots of there's lots of financial planners out there and there's some really good ones that can help you uh, so and, and don't be afraid to ask questions and find you a good one find uh, talk to people that have money that is invested who do you invest with who who's the best one out there don't don't just take the first guy that you meet on the street <laughs> So uh, taking it back to the actual saving pieces of it, um, I've been told once that, you know, if you take it directly from your paycheck and have it, you know, you get your direct deposit mm -hmm. and so much a percentage or a certain dollar amount goes straight to your savings account. Would you recommend something like that? So you're yes, I've always done that yeah. because you I don't miss well. it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing, say, say you get a 3% raise this year. Mm -hmm. Well, you go down to the bank and you figure out what that 3% raise is and you uh -huh. have it taken automatically to your savings account. Yeah. And they can, they can, 
you know, I have money that comes directly out of my checking account on the first of the month that yeah. goes into a savings account. Hey, it's, if it's, it's there, if I really absolutely had to have it, I can get it. Sure. But if it's not in my checking account, I don't spend it. Right. That's so true. So, I did the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, it, and, and you figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everyone has a different situation, yeah. right? And obviously your income, everybody's income is different. And, you know, as you graduate from college, when you get your new job, you're not at the top of the chain. When uh, you start, you're on the bottom mm -hmm. and, and that's okay. You need to be at the bottom. If you want to succeed, you have to start from the bottom. Right. And that's pretty much where we all come. I mean, right. I'm thinking recent graduates, myself included, um, you know, advice that I wish someone would have told me coming straight out of college or mm -hmm. um, even a few years down the road. I think of things like um, building my credit and right. you know, starting that young. Um, so that by, the, by the time that, you know, you do graduate, you have something to work with. Um, I know personally, I, I, I got a credit card when I was in college. I think it was for Kohl's, or in high school, rather. It was right. for Kohl's. I got a Discover card and, you know, buy small purchases and pay it off early. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually, so I just graduated um, with my master's this summer, mm -hmm. and I was able to buy a house right out of that. It's all on my own. It's, you know, my credit was great enough. I had saved, just like what you were talking about, taking a little bit out of your bank account to save it, not even thinking about it. Um, right. And so I actually just got a house. So I think it's doable. You just need to have the right advice, the right plans in place. And well, and, and say, say you've made the mistake that some many did, they got the credit cards and ran the bills up. And now you have this debt, then create a plan to pay them off. Mm hmm. Little create, by little, little by little, create a plan. This is my goal. And, and work at that and and create that that plan and and build your credit and create so you've got a 600 credit score well if you work at it and you begin to pay those cards off and pay that debt down then you know you're going to watch that number climb right and and, and that makes a difference yeah make you it know. realistic you know right you can't and start watching it. Pay it all off in three months. Look at what you're spending each month and what you need to spend versus what yeah. you're spending for fun. Exactly. What's what's a measurable action item? What can you take from that to um, to make that really come to full fruition? I agree. So. Right. Yeah. You have to you have to work at it, and you Absolutely. but you, but it's setting goals. It's not really any different than going to class. Yeah, you know, that's true. going to class and the goal is to make an A. Right. Yeah. You know, so this is, this is my work class and my goal is to save money or to buy a house or, you know, and you have to save money to buy the house. So that's the goal. Right. Think backwards. So, yeah. I think we could, we, we were done with school at this point, you know, yeah. never done learning, which never done is pretty fun. I think it's always, you know, it's great to, you know, strive for knowledge and um, have a thirst for knowledge and be able to, you know, 
create well, and, and share it for your life share exactly it. yeah and that's part, kind of why i'm here today is to share yeah. some knowledge and he's <laughs> from the field um my last few questions if you don't mind i know we're kind of going over on time it's just oh it's fine conversation uh, <laughs> if you could share um any last advice for some some young graduates recent graduates um those of us just starting out with our um financial well-being and making sure that we're taking the right steps. I know we talked about credit, we talked about savings and really just taking that without even looking at it and setting it aside. So you don't even have Set to work. Aside. From uh, your, from your um, you know, when you work for the treasury as an accountant now, do you have any advice for us? Well, the, I think we've kind of covered the most important things. Um, you have to take care of you. Yeah. Uh, set your goals. You yep. have to be happy. Yeah. Find something. Find a position, a job. If you if you were a music major and now you figured out, I really don't want to be a band director. Mm -hmm. I really, that's not what I want to do. I want to work with kids in special ed. Then work with kids in special ed. Do what you have to do to make that possible. Find your happy place. Right. When you find your happy place, then everything will, else will fall into place. Right. Whether it's uh, buying a house or, uh, you know, getting your credit cards paid off and keep, then put that one card that you have left, put it in the, a glass jar and put it in the freezer. Uh, <laughs> then you can't do impulse buying with it. <laughs> Because it's in a jar of frozen water right. and there I have to go home and get, get it thawed out. So you <laughs> have time to think about whether you really need to buy that shirt or right. whatever. <laughs> Are there any, um, any role models or, you know, past experiences that you've had that have inspired your financial approach and, you know, how you take that? And I know you mentioned a few um, that have given you some good sayings, but is there anything else that you can think of that really influenced you? Oh, you know, I think just life itself. Yeah. You learn uh, from those that are around you. Yes. Who you surround more. yourself with. Yeah. You know, that's, that's important. Yeah. So you have to take care of you. You have to surround yourself with good people. You have to... Um, you're going to have to make the choices that allow you to be happy right? and what makes you happy and content in your life and in your surroundings is not going to be the same thing that makes someone else content. Right. Contentment is important to your overall well-being. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's financial or physical or emotional or irregardless, but you have to be happy with yourself in wherever you put yourself. Right. Have you been studying this wellness wheel? Because you're you're stealing <laughs> words right out of my mouth. That's perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's so many pieces to it, and you can focus all you want on you know emotional health or all you want on financial health. But it's a big, it's a bigger puzzle, you know, it's a bigger it's a puzzle, bigger life puzzle that you have to chip away at little pieces at a time. And absolutely. It's a great introduction to the whole series. Financial health is the first one that I covered. If um, you find yourself 
in a place in life mm -hmm. and you are miserable and you don't even realize see you'll you get yourself into these messes and we do it all the time everybody we get we're in this mess you have to be able to get yourself out of it and sometimes it's hard and but don't be afraid to ask for help yeah don't be surround afraid yourself to. with those Surround yourself with those who um, who care and can lift you up. And right, and that's exactly you know, what that, we're here for. That takes it back to your band family. Yeah, you know, that is so your true. Fraternity, sorority family. Yeah, you know, go back to your happy place. Right. Go back and find that person that helped you when you were in college. Right. You know, reach that's out. Never fail to ask for help. Right. That's a good plug for the the NCD Alumni Association. Exactly. Go go ask for yes. ask. Go back to your happy place. Yep. We are here as a continuation of the brotherhood and um, all those happy times. And although we we're not active brothers anymore, and we we're not we can't physically serve the band twenty four seven like we might have as undergraduate students, but um, we have the chance to reconnect and share the same love and passion for the group. And well, and I think as alumni, it's your job to help those young alumni. Yes. You know, when you graduate, you're kind of floundering. You really yeah. don't know, okay, what's the next step? What now, what do I do? Right. You know, unless you come out of school with that perfect job, mm -hmm. You know, some of the students are fortunate fortunate enough to be able to graduate and go have a job. Right. But then there's some that graduate and they're still looking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the alumni can help them. Right. And that's exactly Just what support them and... Yeah saying, you know, I didn't have a job when I graduated either, but this is what I did, X, Y, Z. Yep. So, you, uh, you know, <laughs> you just have to make yourself available, but yet do it in a way that they don't feel like you're overstepping your bounds. Right. You know, That's I think that yeah. alumni have a great role in this mentoring and, and just being there to assist the, the young people young alumni yep yep and it goes both ways i guess you know the older generations can also yeah. learn from you yeah we're alumni. not we're not totally <laughs> no <laughs> we're not really ready to be thrown out with the bathwater. you know right. we still have purpose oh well i've got one more question if you have okay sure. um this is more along the lines of resources and i know you talked about financial advisors but that also costs money sometimes to get into mm -hmm. that in that field um, are there resources that you used um, for your, your personal financial health or um, what you use for the organization as a whole um, that you use for, you know, guiding yourself, maybe things that are low cost, good for younger, um, um, those that are just starting off, gosh. professional development in the field of financial health? Um, well, the... Uh, this is a hard one. I know. Um, I didn't mean to save the hardest for last. <laughs> I think you did. Um, <laughs> when 
when I started out, as far as the organizations are concerned, <clears throat> the uh, board of directors are the ones that found the financial advisors mm -hmm. uh, that handle the investment accounts for both groups. Mm -hmm. um, I have worked for them, uh, worked with them for all these years, but <clears throat> I think that on an individual level, you, uh, I am sure that there are alumni uh, I can that are in the financial business and that will assist or give direction. I know Eric Morrison, that's one of the, th he's on the board of directors. That's one of the things that he does and uh, is he works in financial advising and uh, does taxes and that kind of thing. And, and Eric will make himself available. And so again, that's alumni that are in the field that can maybe give you direction. Yeah. You know, it's going just to, like you're, just like you're doing now, <laughs> you know, and it may cost you some money, but that's why I said, start out with a simple savings plan. Mm-hmm. And grow from there when you and grow from there. Once you have a substantial savings, that you're at a point that you can go to a financial person that can help you invest it. And you know what? Read. Read for yourself. Get the financial. I mean, you know, there's people out there that can enjoy it and like to play play with the stocks and and do all of that. I, um, that's not my thing. <laughs> that side of it's not my thing. Yeah. That's why I have somebody else doing that for me. Right. And it, it, you know, for the younger groups, I mean, that's not something we can do right away either. So right. that's part so, of why I wanted, you know, a basic understanding. So this financial world doesn't seem so scary. I almost you know, think the first of thing is, is start saving. Right. You know, work on your credit just like you did. What did you do? What what did you do? You worked on your credit. You had good credit. You were established, mm -hmm. and and you were able to buy a house. Yeah, it, it's but you had a little you had a little bit of savings, so you could do a down payment. So it's still it's the bottom line is take care of you. Well, thank you so much, Don. I appreciate you taking the time to give a nice little, um, pretty easy introduction to the financial world. Help it make you're welcome. Yeah, it makes it the, the financial world seem less scary. I mean, there's what? terms out there that we don't know, and I think you at least gave me a little bit more confidence, as, you know, going out there and sounds like you did it right. Well, setting a firm foundation, you know, making sure that you understand the knowledge piece of it and what yeah. you're working with, agreements, terms. Um, you know, that type of thing. Right. Set your priority mm -hmm. and see what your goals are in life. And from there, work backwards. That's a new thing to me is to see that bigger perspective and then work backwards. So I'm glad you brought that up. Is yeah. See where you want to go in life and see what's feasible from there. Um, and then moving forward, you know, always just continue your knowledge and 
um, continue to save and as you get older reach out surround yourself with those that can lift you up and support you um, use them as resources and um, and start from there so there you go awesome well thank you so much Dad. you're I don't very want to take welcome of your time tonight I know we had some good conversation it went a little bit longer but that's okay um, I appreciate all of your time and your effort and all that you do for the fraternity and sorority oh, you're and, welcome um, it was a it's pleasure with you. I believe it. You've got the dream job over there. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good evening. You too, Di. Take care. Thank you. Bye.